Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. Hey, welcome into Community Recap. We are coming at you live in the new yes podcast. Right. It's, it's it's not well brand spanking new. Not studio. I was going to say studio. New uh, new mic smell. The new the new the newness. Yeah, yeah. We got some. We kind of upgraded a little bit. Oh, do I sound do I sound better? I don't know. Do I sound like Morgan Freeman? I think. I think so. Good. But that's something for okay. the people to uh to Fantastic. let us know about. Yeah. Just but we did know. we 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 kind of got some uh new equipment around here. There we go. Um still looks janky, but the equipment looks nice. Hey, uh, yeah, that's that's right. Maybe one day we'll go to uh this will be like a uh what do they call a a video podcast. What do they call? It? Is it just a podcast with video? I mean, there's like blogs and blogs. Right. What is a podcast where you you actually have video with it. I I don't know the terminology. Uh-huh. A podcast, probably vidcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, they could email us in with the answer of <laughs> what that would be yeah. at recap at communitybaptist dot. Yeah, please send in some questions. Uh, it's our inbox has been a little lonely. Come on, guys. Lately. Uh, but that's all right. Uh, we get the holidays have been here, and no, I'm not um, giving nobody any excuses. No excuses. No, man. come okay. on. I will say Shoot for the in. people who have approached me at church, saying you have questions and trying to ask me, we're fixing a name drop. Some questions, people. like in person, and then saying, you know what? I'll just email you, and haven't. Yeah. You know who you are. Come on, do it. Do it. We'd we, love to hear from love, you. Because the questions were actually fantastic. Oh, man. See, I want to hear them. But uh, anyway, feels good to be in the podcast studio yes. and yeah. uh, back with you all for another episode of Community Recap. Um, let's just start off by um, telling the listeners okay. about uh, just kind of what's going on in the Mask family. Uh, I know there's been a... A few little updates on um, kind of what's transpired here the past week. So yeah, man. So we uh, fill us in. We got a new little addition that that came and joined us. Uh, so we we opened our our home back up and had a placement. Uh, and so a little six week old uh, baby boy, and that's been a blessing to our family to see all of our family kind of come around him and come together to just kind of help. Um, just make that as smooth of a transition a, as possible, and so um, it's just it's good. I just I love I love me some baby, you know. Yeah. I just I just love it, man. Just love the opportunity to serve the Lord in that capacity, and just the blessing we get out of it, and hopefully we're a blessing in return. And and so been a little bit of a sleepless uh, week in some regards, but starting to settle into a good routine. And so, man, that that's that has been. Uh, fantastic and so uh just just being blessed man just being blessed with uh his presence and yeah uh, just so thankful for my my family so thankful for my wife and the helpmate that she is and just the way that she serves the lord and and our family and takes care of takes care of us man it is a um it's a blessing it's a blessing so how long do you do you 
I mean, guesstimate. You you're never know at night. Uh, oh, how how long am I sleeping? I'm probably getting me, you know, a good solid five. You know, <laughs> I, I get me a five. Now they're not back to back five. It's a total it's, of five. Yeah, it, you know, it's totality. probably about three, and then you up for a little while, and then you get you two more, and you up a little bit. So you know, but uh, we're 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 acclimating. I'm getting a little bit more each night. There a little you bit go. more each night. We're working. We're working towards it. So. It's all good. Yeah. All good. What about you guys? What's been it's happening exciting. this week, man? Anything in in particular? School started back um, for uh, Georgia and Nora this week. So yeah. um, it's been a nice uh, break. But obviously, I know if Alex were on this mic, she would say she is thankful they are back in yeah. school. Yeah. Just working from home and keeping them. Um, right. For those of you that do know or do not know, we, we, uh, we got a dog. Okay, and that's so, right. That was a while ago, though, wasn't it? Thanksgiving. Yeah, I just don't remember if I mentioned it or not. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Anyway, so basically, have another kid, yeah. um, kind of like you. This is a little different. Uh, I would say it's a lot different, <laughs> but, but you know, we'll let you um, run with it. Yeah. Anyway, so not only is Alex working from home and watching Georgia and Nora, uh, but also little Maggie. And yeah, so a terrorist. Um, from my understanding, who likes to bite, and yeah. you know, it's it's really interesting when you when you first get a dog, you don't suspect that they're going to eat the door frame of your back door. Yeah, yeah, it's just not on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're there. Yeah, and so door frame gone. <laughs> I don't know why. Apparently, French bulldogs are somewhat attracted to wood. Hmm. Um, okay. This is like a, a common theme from really? other people who have Frenchies have yeah. told us. The have little they termites. eaten your baseboards yet? The little termites. Yeah. Wow. So you got you got a four legged termite running ba- around your basically. house. Basically, she kind of looks like she's having yeah. a great time when she's doing it. So, um, anyway, that phase is hard. Yeah. Puppy phase. Yeah. Um, that's well, you know. You'll get through it. You'll get through get it. Get through it. Yeah, man. You'll yeah. get through it, and it'll be you know. Funny story later in life about how little Maggie, you know, ate out of house and home. You know what I mean? Uh, like little, yeah. little Alex has already like threatened to get rid of her. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just out of anger. Right. Um, but well, I mean, you know, um, chewing up your house, that there could be some repercussions yeah, that not, come uh, as a result of that. Yeah. So anyway, so um, kind of back to norm for the Garrett clan. Yeah. Uh, back yeah. to Norman school. Yeah, kind of settling stuff. back in to just... Yeah. Uh, you know, holidays are over and kind of getting back into the swing. And we of saw that Sunday. Man, we had a great attendance. Yes, um, it's great to have so many people back that have kind of been in and out. You know, just um, in, in for different things. And uh, man, just to see uh, so many of you that just haven't had a, a chance to interact with here over the last few weeks for various reasons. It was just great to see everybody back in. And it was a fantastic day. Oh, it was a great uh, the day. Lord moved. We had yeah, a couple man. salvations. Yeah, so um, so awesome to see God yeah. work like that. So, well, let's jump let's into let's jump um, in the, the the sermon. Dive in. There's a lot here. Um, just yeah, kind of looking a, at my. I didn't quite hit an hour. Uh, close. But it was getting it was getting close. So there's a lot of content. Well, can, to cover. You want to tell the people how long you're supposed to preach? Is that uh, well, something I don't, we should I say? Think, I think I'm supposed to preach as long as the <laughs> Lord wants me to. But, however, we do want to be respectful of people's time, although I'm 
I don't mean to be disrespectful of people's time, but sure. the idea would be that our services would be an hour and a half max, right? So start at nine, we'd be out at ten thirty. Start at eleven, yeah. we'd be out at twelve thirty. So typically, that means I need to preach around thirty-five, forty minutes. I mean, we say thirty-five, but we all know that means forty to me, and mm. and so uh, I very, I don't hit that very often. Yeah. If ever we're, we're all working on something, yeah, we're all working on something, right? All working on something, so we'll see. <laughs> so this I have week, a, there's another chance. Yeah, yeah, there's another chance. You have another chance. Yeah. I, I, so I was very intrigued by your yeah. sermon title this week. Yes, first your sword, and then your and hand. Then your hand. Did it make sense after you heard the message? Made sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but the but. To me, it it got me thinking, and I don't know if this is something you yeah. can share. I don't know if I don't well, right. I don't preach, so I don't know if this is a preacher thing only. Uh-huh. But share with the listeners kind of your process for yeah. how do you? I mean, because that's a random title. If you were just to tell someone, yeah, and you you do have sure. a lot of titles that are obviously when you hear the message that makes sense. But if you were just to yeah, see that's the thing, man. You gotta, it, you, know. you know, it's it's my way of making you try to listen to the message, hopefully. Yeah. So I will say this as far so what's as your what's your what's your process? The process. Yeah, what's your? You know, I don't really have like a. a it looks different sometimes. It 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 really does look look different. Now I will say this. I start with the text, so I don't have an idea of where I want to go. Like, I don't say, hey, I want to teach on this, so let me find texts that match up with with this. I start with the text, read the text, um, pray over the text, fall in love with the text, and then start to unpack what um, the main point of the text is. And once I get to the main point of the text, then I can start crafting the main point of the sermon and the points of the sermon. And so I let the text, I try to be as text driven as possible and let the text kind of bring the points out and not yeah. try to put points and then try to make it fit points. I let the text kind of speak for itself and then put the points together. So the very last thing I do is I come up with the title. Yeah. that That's the very last thing. So what I try to do is once I have all the point uh, or well, the main point of the, of the text, then uh, drives what is the main point of the sermon. Then I, I build out the points and the message based off of that main point of the sermon. And then once I have all that, I kind of go back over and say, okay, if I were to kind of put a title on it, uh, what would be one one, one thing to kind of sum it up in, in a way? Uh, sometimes I think the title makes more sense to me than, <laughs> than, than maybe yeah. other people. But uh, at, at the same time, it, it's a way for me just to kind of remember, okay, this is a, a unique maybe way to um, sum up what the main point of the sermon is going to be. And so this week it was really that idea of um, you cannot uh, say that you're following Jesus uh, but yet be in control of, of your own life, right? So you— when, when you surrender, you have to surrender everything. Uh, and so hence the idea for those that may not have listened to the sermon of, a, um, of an admiral who uh, was surrendering to another admiral. And, and during his surrender, he came onto the ship uh, to surrender and he extended his hand in, in fellowship uh, in sign of surrender. And the other admiral that he was surrendering to uh, just looked him in the eyes and said, first your sword, then your hand. In other words... 
listen, we can't be in fellowship if you still have your sword at your hip. Like you are yeah. no longer the captain of your your ship. Um, there can be fellowship, but first you have to give me your sword. And it's the same thing with Jesus when we come to him. Uh, oftentimes I think people approach him as this individual that's like, okay, now you come on my team. And he said, no, it doesn't work that way. So you need to surrender everything to me. You're no longer the captain of your own ship. And if you want fellowship with me, you have to surrender to your sword. So to me, it was just a way that kind of summarized the, the message as a whole. And I would assume that part of having titles like that is to, if someone was to remember first yeah, you your sword, so. then your hand, oh, right, it right, triggers right. Right. You points would hope from so. the sermon. Yeah, right. You would hope so. In sure. fact, one thing that I do that uh, in my own personal study is in my Bible and most translations, you can get some without the the headings. Right. You can even find Bibles, you know, uh, without chapter and verse if you yeah. want. Uh, but one thing I'll do to help me to kind of understand that passage is typically, you know, the heading of a passage will have some kind of summary, some kind of title over it uh, as you read through. And so where those titles are, I typically will try to write my own title over it because it just helps me to remember, okay, this is what that passage of Scripture is about. It's a way that I can um, get to the heart of it and then remember, okay, this is what this passage of Scripture is saying. And so it's, it's an exercise that I think um, if individuals implement into their own personal study would be a way for them to help learn, one, the overarching kind of themes uh, throughout a book of the Bible, but also will help them to remember what that specific passage of Scripture is about. So yes, the title yeah. is to, in a way, help individuals remember um in a unique way what that message was was about yeah well let's jump into it um so uh, starting in the the i guess the text for this week was uh, matthew 2 1 through 23 and just kind of looking at really the last account of jesus's early life um, um, or one in of Matthew. the last in Matthew, correct? It is. In Matthew, that's what I'm uh, saying. Yes, we have one more account of Jesus's <clears throat> early childhood, and that's this coming week. Yeah, in in Brother Luke's. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you shared that yesterday in staff meeting. That's yeah. going to be really good. Um, yeah, I hope so. So, looking at the the wise men, um, obviously, I think now uh, being in ministry, uh, something that's always been. Mm, you know, portrayed as three wise men mm-hmm. with three gifts. Three. <laughs> and yeah. obviously being in ministry um, early on really helped me. One of the things that helped me identify, um, oh, that's inaccurate. Right. Um, and so yeah. it's just, I don't know. And then your joke about, you know, maybe a wise man falls off of your nativity scene. You're yeah. technically still biblical with or two. Or you're having a Nerf gun war and your wife yeah. shoots a Nerf bullet at you and misses and hits the donkey mm. and knocks the uh, the donkey, uh, the nice one. We have the same set that you guys have, the um, willow tree. Willow tree. And yeah. he falls off and shatters. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, if that were to actually happen to a wise man. Uh, you could steal. You Is don't this need from past experience? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it could have <laughs> happened that way. It could have went down that way. So you, and then you still get blamed because so you you're the one donkey. that started the Nerf war. You have lost the donkey. Well, you know he's just out to pasture. That's this kind of what he, he wandered off a yeah, little bit. He's not you coming know? back. Though. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, yeah. you know. But hey, some people don't have great aim, and uh, you know, some people. Wow, yeah. You know, just kind of leave it at that. So yeah, yeah the wise man. There, there could have <laughs> only been two. We know there were at least two because it's plural, but we don't right. know exactly how many, and we don't know exactly where they came from. The east is a very general term, but it could have been Persia, could have been Babylon. So there's a, there's a lot we don't necessarily know about them. But uh, you know, if God wanted us to know all those details, He would have put it in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you you kind of um, um, started your sermon with there's three tunnels from this text that yes. that we can uh, basically identify as walking through currently in our life right now. Um, care to explain, or, or would you explain kind of your thought process behind just using that, I guess, analogy or something to, sure, to really yeah. shape? Because you do see three um, different persons or individuals— mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that have very distinct and different tunnels that right. they are walking through when it comes to um, Christ's birth um, and just their response to that. And so um, what were those three things? And then we'll jump into the text. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you look at those tunnels, it, it's the wise men. Uh, and then what we see them doing, we see actions out of each of these that help kind of Uh, give you an indication of who these people are. So you have the wise men, and they come through the tunnel of worship. Uh, You have these whitewashed tombs, uh, which are the uh, religious leaders and the the scribes that are gathered by um, Herod. And and really, they come through the tunnel of just wastefulness. They just they just yeah. waste the knowledge that they have. They they don't really do anything with it. And then you have the tunnel of the wicked kings, uh, which really is just fallen man uh, in 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 their wretchedness and the war that they, they they walk through the tunnel of war that they're they're warring against the things of God. So you know those whitewashed tombs are just apathetic. They know about it, but they don't really. They don't yeah. really care about the war, right? And so I think all of us find ourselves really in one of those three groups. Either we're followers of Jesus Christ. Now, we may not be faithfully worshiping. We may have kind of drifted off into the wastefulness of the whitewashed tombs. Uh, but these individuals aren't believers, the whitewashed tombs. You do have individuals that uh, are not opposed to Christianity or the teachings of Christianity. In fact, they study uh, Scripture. Uh, but it's just an academic knowledge. They have yet right. to truly worship Jesus. They're more of the individuals that have extended their hands saying, yeah, I don't got anything wrong with, with Jesus, uh, but I'm holding on to my sword, and I'm going to kind of be the captain of my own ship. And then you have the others who uh, they have not surrendered. You know I mean? They're, they're not even not looking even to close. that. They're still firing their cannons, right? And that's those individuals that are in complete opposition to, to the gospel. And so a lot of individuals fall into those three categories, especially where we live here in, in the Bible Belt, or the buckle of the Bible Belt, where you have a lot of individuals that have been inoculated with the gospel, that are aware of the teachings of Jesus, but it really doesn't mean anything to their life. Mm-hmm. They have knowledge that they don't apply. And then you have individuals that are just in complete opposition uh, to the things of God, and then you have those that uh, are equated to the wise men in our passage of Scripture that are actually um, desiring to worship Christ and, and to fall at His feet. Yeah. So let's walk through, um, I guess, each tunnel, um, yeah. which is really each point of the sermon. Right. Um, and the first one was the worship of the wise men, and I know we've talked about this before on the podcast and. Uh, very early on, 
episodes, but I love um, the response. Worship is a response to God's revelation, that kind of that first subpoint you had had. Right. And I immediately go to John 4. Like, that's just my... Yeah. That's that's my text about the woman at the well right. and her response and um but um worship is something that um yes we respond to um but I think oftentimes it can be mis- misunderstood in, mm. in in the in the regard of like when I'm responding to God um what am I responding to? Right. Uh, does that make sense? Like, obviously, you gave us revel- his revelation, which is really everything. I mean, yeah, it's his revealed word. word it's, and, it's Christ, the word in the flesh. But sometimes I, I feel like people, when they when they worship, um, one, I think I think personally, I guess I'm assuming uh, this is more of a uh, lifestyle. It's not just sure. It's not the just music Sunday aspect morning. of it, right. and, or just a Sunday morning aspect. Yeah. It's it's our lifestyle, and so um, worship is a response to God's revelation. Let's kind of let's let's kind of lay in there for a second. Sure. Um, when you are someone who is, um, let's take it two ways. When you, when you're someone who is an unbeliever, um, and um, you have scripture that says that they are without excuse when it comes to the beauty of the, right. God's nature and, and, and everything yeah. he has created. Um, they are responding to, in a sense, God's revelation, in a sense. Uh, more, more or less of um, there has to be someone who created this. Sure. In, in a yeah. sense. I don't know if that makes perfect sense but in my head it does right then you have the other side of believers who they they know god's revelation they right. know his word and they choose to respond to that kind of give us an understanding if you can of when you say god's revelation responding to god's revelation yeah um, do you respond Obviously, again, with worship being a lifestyle, uh, what ways do you see that response sure. um, from maybe someone who is a believer that that would be totally different from someone who is an unbeliever? Because, like, if I think of worship as a response to God's revelation as a believer, um, I, I have His Word in my heart. Um, I have the understanding of what He's done for me, not as just a head knowledge, but a heart right. knowledge. Um, and so I respond to him in a certain way. Sure. Yeah. Then you have the opposite side of that with an unbeliever. Um, yeah. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. I think, you know, distinguishing between what Romans 1 talks about uh, being general revelation, uh, that God gives us two types of revelation, general revelation and special revelation. General revelation is the created world around us. So... Through the act of creation, God has revealed himself to us in a way that, you know, some people think that you could come to a saving faith through general revelation. I don't think that's—I don't personally believe that. I think we needed the special revelation of God's Word. We needed a special revelation of, of God in the flesh, in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But general revelation, what Romans 1 is saying is that you can, you can see the created order of the world 
And that alone is enough for you to understand there is a creator. Now, where right. general revelation falls is it doesn't tell us about that God per se. Now, we can see that he's a detailed God. We can see that he is a, a God of grace because, as God's word says, he causes the, the rain to, to, and sun to uh, the rain to fall on the, the just and unjust alike, the sun to shine on, on the wicked and the righteous alike. Um, so we can, we can see that he's a gracious God, but we don't understand his salvific grace. Uh, we don't understand by just looking at the created order that we're fallen man we're messed in up. need. Yeah, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't quite gather that from the created order of the world. So therefore, we needed special revelation. So God with his prophets... Uh, God um, is sending, you know, um, uh, Christ, um, the canonization of, of Scripture and everything leading up to that and, and just God's revealed word is what we needed so that we could understand our condition, who God is, who Christ is, how we can be saved and what that means to be saved and how to live our lives out. So, um, you know, when we when I say we respond to God's revelation, um, there is... Uh, an aspect of it that's general revelation, but primarily I'm talking about special revelation. And so you do have those individuals that are rejecting uh, Christ, and so I believe they are responding to the revelation of God, whether that's general or special, and, and they are rejecting that, that reality. And so therefore their lives are going to look like that. For us as followers, true worship, uh, and really worship is just assigning worth to something. I mean, it's really worthship is is really kind of the idea of what that word holds is what do you ascribe worth to? We all worship something. You look at your life. What do you what do you get excited about? What do you spend your money on? What do you look forward to? What do you orient your lives around? You're assigning worth to that thing. So for for God, he he should be worshipped above all all things, right? Uh, I mean, he is, and he alone should be worshipped. And so, a response to God's revelation is if if I know that I'm a sinner, if God's word has revealed to me I'm broken, I'm a sinner. Um, and I'm separated from him by that sin, uh, but his word also reveals to me that he loves me enough to send his son Jesus Christ to die for me on a cross. He willingly came. He, he died a brutal death on uh, my behalf, was buried, but he conquered sin and death, giving me access to eternal life and freedom from the bondage of sin that I'm in, that he has given me promises to welcome me into his eternal kingdom, uh, how do I respond to that, right? So knowing that, our worship is a response to that. And when we have a fuller understanding of what God has done, it ought to produce in us a greater sense and desire of worship. So when we enter into an act and a time of worship, and, and I'll just talk about like a, a gathering of believers together, uh, because worship is a lifestyle. It doesn't just happen on Sunday. Uh, but let's just talk about the gathering of God's people together. When I come in uh, to a time of worship, um, I should come in with a full understanding of the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm not deserving of a restored relationship with God. I'm a sinner. Uh, what I'm deserving of is eternal hellfire. But by the grace of God, I've been not only brought out of darkness, but into his marvelous light. Not only have I been forgiven of my sin, but I've been adopted into his forever family. Now, how am I going to 
respond to that. Well, it should be worship. Right? The best way to say thank you is a life of worship. And ultimately what worship looks like is a life that is laid down. The, the wise men show that they, they fall to the feet of Jesus. That, that ought to be the posture that we take every time that we worship. And so how is it that we respond uh, outside of the collective gathering throughout out the week? Uh, in response to what it is that God has shown us in his word of who we now are as co-heirs with Christ, that there's no condemnation in, in, in Jesus, that we have eternal life uh, in him, that we have a kingdom that cannot be shaken, that uh, as was read in the scripture before, uh, that we are now a royal priesthood. We once were not a people, but now we are a people. How do you how do you respond to that? Well, the only accurate way to respond is to, is to worship God, is to say thank you with a life fully submitted to him. And so when we talk about responding to God's revelation, it is knowing God's word and taking your life and living it in a way that shows your understanding of what God has done for you and who he is. Yeah. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, what I was asking, which you, which you hit on was there's two ways to respond to God's revelation. Sure. You have people who obviously aren't believers and people who are believers. The response is going to look different. Right. uh, Yeah. I think that's kind of what I, I hit on a little bit with, not that there aren't believers that don't fall into that every once in a while, uh, but the, the illustration of are you window shopping Jesus or are you worshiping Jesus, right? Uh, and one oftentimes is um, window shopping Jesus is all about preferences. Worshiping Jesus is all about reverence. So one's about preference and one's about reverence. Uh, worshiping Jesus is about reverence. Uh, there is an awe. There is an yeah. understanding that we ma- we want, as we sang Sunday, you know, Christ be magnified in me. That that is that is a beautiful way of describing worship, right? I want to magnify Christ. You be magnified in me. I want my life to make much of you. I want individuals to look at me and see that I'm making much of you. Whereas window shopping, Jesus is is pre- preferential. It's preferences. When I go looking, you know, you're just looking through a store, and it's kind of like, eh, I don't really like that. And like, that. I'll look at the price tag. Oh, that's going to cost too much. I don't, I don't want that. And you start to go through all these different types of things. We can approach God in that same manner. Eh, not really looking for that color. Eh, yeah. That probably, that's going to cost me too much. If I really if I really surrender my life, that's going to cost me too much. And so there's all these preferences that get brought to the table when you window shop Jesus, but when you when you worship Jesus, it's just an all. It's a surrender, right? It, it's taking that sword off your hip and giving it and giving it to Him. And so, yeah, I, I absolutely there there are two primary ways that people respond to who God is and what God has done. Either they accept that in full surrender, or they reject that and and walk away from it. Yeah, yeah, and and two, we had kind of talked about this in our in our. Um, uh, Tuesday meeting, um, just about, well, I guess Sunday as well. Um, you know, you look at the uh, the wise men as they um, come to Jerusalem, and obviously you hear of a king, where do you go? Right. You know, and so they go to um, Herod, and he's like, yeah, cool, yeah, uh, make sure you tell me where he's at. Yeah. And then when you go visit him, come back and let me know, right. and... 
Um, obviously, uh, once the wise men encountered Christ, um, um, you see that um, they were told to go a different way. Yeah. And, and right. so it's a it's a great insight to what you had said about uh, your life's going to look different. It should absolutely. When you come to the um, the understanding of I, I'm going to now place my faith in Christ and uh, now my worship to Him again. It's not just music; it's a lifestyle. So my right. worship to Christ is I'm going to turn away from my old self, my old ways, yeah. uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to reroute back Absolutely. to Christ. Yeah, and yeah. that was a. I, I just love the point of uh, of that. Not necessarily that I've never thought about that, but I think that the word rerouting to me yeah, kind of really you know, helped. You got it. your GPS map and you missed yeah. the turn, and it reroutes you. It's like hey, you need to you need to get back to this place, or okay, yeah. you missed that. Now you need to you need to turn here. And so uh, I do think that you know our our understanding of, of God and, um, and who Christ is, if, if your life continues in the same direction, you didn't meet Jesus. Right. Um, you, you probably there, there has fall, to be you probably fall into the, yeah, oh, it's, it's mandatory, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think that's uh, why Christ, and we'll see uh, here in a few weeks, I mean, the message of his, his kingdom was, I mean, his message was repent. Repent for the kingdom of, of heaven is near. Uh, and repent is is really a picture of rerouting. It's a it's a turning Turn, away yeah. from and a turning to, and so you you haven't truly encountered Jesus and responded to His message if you continue to walk in the same direction that that you were. Yeah. Again, that's what we see come through the second tunnel of these individuals that that know, but they keep walking in the same direction. Yeah. I was gonna. So I was just about to transition to that, and I, I mean, I want to give you your props because I. Uh, you know, how many times do you read basically the the story of Jesus's birth in, in Matthew yeah. and the Gospels? And I've never I've never caught on to that. Of so here, you have these individuals mm. who are working for Herod, yeah, who knew when he asked, "Where is he going to be born?" Right, and they they know it. Their yeah. whole life is studying is, it out. is around yeah. the old like. That oh, they is got their it down. life, yeah, and yet they they refuse. They literally choose not to go. They ignore it. They yeah. ignore it. And, and man, I I just I don't know. I just I've never I never looked at it that way. Yeah. As I really never, you know. Obviously, the the beauty of one of the beauties of God's word is you read things twelve times and you can get twelve different things out of the text. Right. If you just look at it a different right. way, different perspective, and from this perspective of um, these uh, priests and 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 people who right. are and basically the, the law, yeah, man, they they literally they, they literally the know all the answers and they, they don't the they, answer, and they don't yeah. go and they so, put it to action. You had said in your sub points that whitewashed tombs are academic but not evangelistic, um, and we had kind of mentioned that earlier. But but here you're talking about. Um, and, and I think it applies to some people today too, but you're talking about more of, they knew it. It was a right. head knowledge, right. right? But, but their heart never right. really did. Study, 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 yeah. never do anything with it. And, and the, the sub point to make sure it's highlighted is whitewashed tombs are academic, but not evangelistic. In other words, uh, you don't just stop there and say whitewashed tombs are academic. We should study God's yeah. word. 
we should study theology and doctrine. I think it's extremely important, um, and that's what helps us have discernment, uh, and it's good for us to study the deep things of God. It's not good for us to only study the deep things of God, thinking that the answers that we arrive at are um, the end of the story. Uh, God wants us to arrive at those answers so that our theology will inform our methodology, uh, that we would uh, live out that theology in a certain way, and primarily yep. that is evangelistic, right? I mean, that's even the, the Great Commission. Go and make disciples, teaching them what I have taught you, right? So you need to know what Jesus has taught, but you need to go teach them to other people, and so yep. that is a part of you know evangelism and discipleship go together. We, we tend to make them two different kind of arms or something, but truly it's, it's just living your Christian life out because Christ knew no follower of his that was not going to be evangelistic, and he does not know a follower of his that is not bent on making disciples that know how to make disciples and, and replicating themselves through other individuals that have now been indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And so... Unfortunately, I do think there are individuals that are just filled with head knowledge. Uh, that yeah. can tell you all kinds of things. can tell you about the original languages, tell you about Hebrew and tell you about Greek. And boy, they, they know all of that in and out. But I mean, sit them down in front of somebody who is just broken and, and lost and is, is asking, how is it that I can be saved? They don't really have an answer because all they have is head knowledge, right? They can give you the formula, uh, that they, they think they figured out, but God's not a formula to figure out, and they just don't have that personal relationship with, with the Lord. And, I mean, that can be a very dangerous place to, to, to be in. Yeah. Man, I know it hit me hard, just because you had mentioned with that point of, you know, you can do so many Bible studies, and you can write down so many notes in your journal and in your right. Bible, and you get, but what does it matter unless you actually apply it to your life? Right. Um, yeah. And that's what you see here with these um, sure. priests and scribes. And, yeah. um, and you had also mentioned that they, they being the whitewashed tombs, are they're apathetic, not sympathetic. There's just a—they don't care, basically. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. a— It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you see that, right? I mean, here come these individuals, and again, how many uh, of there there are, don't know. But obviously they came from a pretty far away. I, I would think— I didn't really go into this in, in the in the message, but I would think it's a pretty large caravan. Um, two dudes are probably not going to just elicit enough of a response for them to be brought into the palace. You know, you know what I mean. Two random kind of kind of dudes showing up, even though they may have some gifts or whatnot, and and look like they are individuals of some kind of means. Now, maybe they're asking people, hey, where's the king of the Jews? And we don't really see that in the text. And that's what elicits Herod. You know, hey, there's the people that's looking for. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I don't necessarily know. But I, I think the way I kind of envision it is it's a pretty large caravan coming in Jerusalem. And that's what gets the king's attention to say, what's going who on? Who are these people? Right. Yeah. What, what, right. How they get an audience with him. Uh, and so um, we see that these these individuals, they, they know, obviously, that something is going on because here is all these people looking for this um, child that has been born, and they're allotting to him to be the king of the Jews, and they know the answer, and like we've said, they, they, they don't go. And so it's just, it's just an apathy. 
Uh, and I think we can settle into that as well, you know, right? There, there becomes an apathy, unfortunately, in the life of individuals sometimes to where we know there are individuals in our lives that don't know Jesus, that are separated from Jesus, or that they're, they're caught up in bondage and sin, and we're just kind of like, that's their own problem, let them figure it out, you know, I, I'm not going to get involved. And, um, you know, those that are uh, truly worshiping Jesus, we, we become sympathetic for, for individuals. Um, and that sympathy should move us to action because we were once in that condition ourselves, you know. Yeah. So were the, some of you at, at one point in time, you know. And um, the, the whitewash teams, they don't care about people, again, because it's all about knowledge. It's image. Yeah, it's not about the person. Um, it's about, you know, the, like you say, the image. It's about just acquiring a certain amount of knowledge. And, and I mean, that's just a sad place to be in again to have the answers uh, that you can share with people again they'll have their own response but to just not even care enough to share that with somebody is it's really a, uh, it makes you wonder too a heartbreaking about position to be in those scribes and pharisees and it's like did they almost do this just to gain a certain status oh i'm sure you know like it's I'm almost sure like do they really care about the torah and all these different things or was it more of yeah look at me i can now walk yeah. around basically in perfection think, compared sure. to everybody else yeah i think that's a lot of it right you, you yeah. see some of that play and i think that's what jesus will, will confront in in his ministry as we walk through the gospels is you know you see the uh, you see the tax collector in the temple beating his breast saying, you know, I am a sinner. And then you have the Pharisee standing in the back saying, thank you, God, that I'm not like one of these right. tax yeah. collectors. Right. Uh, I have an admirable profession. I am the kind of who's who of society in, in some ways. I have obtained a, a status that other people don't. Now, I don't think that was everybody, uh, but I think that's a pretty good, you know, look at many of their hearts yeah. was that, you know, this was something that they were doing in a way that um, elevated themselves above others. And that's the complete opposite of the gospel. And that's what Jesus comes and he really confronts in the Pharisees and shows us is that, you know, he'll even tell the apostles, the, the Gentiles lured their positions over people, but you're not to be like that. Uh, the last in, in the kingdom will be first, and the, and, and the first will be last. And so really taking and assuming that humble position of a servant is the way that, that we should. Um, gaining the knowledge that, that God has, has given to us. Uh, as Second Peter says, we ought to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, but we ought to grow in it in a way that we're applying it, right? Because that means true growth. Um, you, you're learning so that you can apply. And I, I think that's just something that we need to always examine in our own lives. Are we applying what we're learning? And don't stop learning. Don't stop studying. Yeah. But don't get to the point where you just got notebook after notebook of, of notes that you're not taking and applying to your life or sharing with other people that desperately need to hear those truths as well. And I think, too, I mean, like... It's with anything we do in life, and, and but yet so many people just don't apply it to God's Word and Scripture, I feel like. Like, for example, if you're an athlete or if you're someone who is in some sort of 
fitness something or whatever. Yeah, well, like me, like you. Basically, yeah. where I'm getting just, my you're, example. You're, yeah, you're just li- yeah, you see it. And what do you do? You train, you train, right. you train, you train. What do you? You have to apply it to go out and perform. Right. You're training. Right? right. I mean, you have to apply it at some point. Yeah, you got to prove it. Right. At some at some level, they you don't need just to put train to just then go home and right. eat fried chicken. Yeah. Like like uh, in your job, you don't work hard and and try to understand the company and the concepts and all these different things just to then not perform in your right. job. Right. You got to apply it. And it's almost like why is it that way when it comes to believers. And, and, sure. and God's word. Yeah. You, you have this, you know, I think the Holy Spirit convicts us daily to, hey, be in relationship with Amen. me, talk with me, be with, but, but, so, okay, yeah, we do our 10 minute devotional and then we write stuff down and then we right. pray or whatever and then we, and we're done. Yeah. And, um, it's almost like, I don't know, I just, I was, I was convicted in the sermon, right. um, because there are times where it's a task and I just got to get Absolutely. it done. Because, so then like, us. and it's also too, just being in ministry, you're, you're looked as a, you know, a different way. Mm. I mean, you just are. And so, um, people almost expect that I've been in the word for, yeah. for a long time every right. day. And it's like, man, there's some days I do it just be, just in case people Sorry. ask me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's like, yeah. I, I mean, just being honest. Right. And it's like, why? Why is that? Why do I get to the point where I just I have to write things down? I don't. I don't do it to retain it. I don't yeah. do it to apply it. I do it to. Oh, I hope someone yeah. really doesn't ask me if I've. What have you been studying lately, yeah. brother? I don't right. want that question. Sure. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think you know one of the things that can help us with that is when we are studying. Um pray after you know you have gleaned from whatever that study is god how can i apply this what is how can i apply this this very day how can i apply it to my marriage how can i apply it to my parenting how can i apply it to being a a good worker how can i apply it to um uh, being a good friend you know those things are important just to ask the lord okay god god show me how i can take this and how i can utilize it but um you know, I, I think that um, when we talk about, again, that, that kind of whitewash, this tunnel of a whitewashed tomb, uh, you know, it, it, seeking just to have knowledge and answers, you know, sometimes when that is our motive, and again, this is not saying, because I fall victim to it too, I'm not saying that everybody that this can be said about is somebody that's not actually saved. Um, I'm saying that we can sometimes fall victim to the things that, portray uh, those individuals who are honoring God with their lips, but their heart is far from them. And and it is. Our motivation sometimes can be, well, you know, this is something I have to do. Uh, And oftentimes when I think it's something that we are just doing out of the wrong motive, we we miss some of the things that God does want to to show us because our hearts aren't truly set upon wanting to grow in that. And, you know, you you just got to keep working through that. I think you just got to keep praying through that as you as you work through it. Because I know there are times in in my life where, you know, I've gone all day without reading God's word. You know, I mean that 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 happens. Uh, I don't want to put on the airs that you know every day I'm spending three hours in in God's word. Um, 
because that's just not that's just not reality. In fact, I remember first going into ministry, I thought you know man, ministry was going to look a lot different than what it does look like, and that you know there would be. I'd just be sitting at my desk reading God's word, you know, just in prayer, you know, and it's just not, it's just not the reality. I think think that's what people portray almost with pastors. But you have to fight. And sometimes, you know, just like anything else, it is a, it is a struggle because the enemy doesn't want you to do that. The enemy doesn't want to sit, you sitting down and read God's word. Even if you're having to fight through a season of, you know, this does kind of seem like something that, it's a little bit hard for me to do, and and sometimes it can kind of feel like a like a task. Um, you, you just have to fight through that. You just yeah. have to keep studying, keep studying God's word, asking God how to apply it, asking God to work on your heart as you you do those things uh, to fight against those things that the enemy wants to bog you down with. Because we are in a war, and ultimately. And uh, kind of the backdrop of this text is that there is a war that is waging. There's a spiritual war. There are individuals that want to destroy Jesus. There are individuals that want to, you know, attack us and prevent us from um, growing in our relationship with the Lord. And we need to be aware of that. Yeah, and I think some of those things that hinder us from that is your your third point, which was the war of wicked kings obviously looking at Herod and just how wicked he was right. and when you actually get into his life and I know you had mentioned a, a few things but you had mentioned to us as staff as well I mean he just wasn't a good dude and, yeah. and if you look no. at actually the history of his life and what he actually did yeah. and killing his sons and it's just you know yeah dude dude ain't nice and yeah. so but how many times do we look at, at a Herod like that or like a Hitler or somebody right. Well, I, you know, whew, thank goodness I'm not that right. bad. Or right. Like, no, you all have that within sure. you. Uh, we all have that Absolutely. Herod within us. And so your point was our flesh, yeah. which is what wages war against Absolutely. against us. And uh, it desires power, prominence, and pretexts. And I think that uh, goes right alongside with, man, what are the things that are fighting you as you're studying God's word, as you're praying, as you're having those conversations with unbelievers, right. and well, well, it's I mean, it's the sin flesh, it's yeah. your sin nature, it's yeah. the it's the uh, the desire to have control and power and authority over everything right. and, and stuff like that, and so, um, yeah, I, I think I, you know, all of us. We say, well, I'm not a king. Well, again, you know, we we do have a throne over our life. And oftentimes we try to put ourselves in, in that throne. And we make awful kings. We make awful gods. Um, even the most righteous of all of the kings of Israel was an adulterer and a murderer. Yeah. Uh, we're all capable of falling victim uh, to the schemes of the enemy and walking in the flesh and not in, in, in the spirit. Uh, now, ultimately, you know, Herod represents somebody who is uh, opposed to Christ completely. Uh, completely rejected, openly has rejected Christ. Uh, but I do think there's the spirit of Herod, the flesh, as Paul will describe it, uh, that we all fall victim to if, if we're not careful. And so, again, the spiritual war is something that we can't take for granted because your flesh does. It sets its heart on power. It sets its heart on prominence, and it will always make excuses for its actions while— uh, you know, bringing and pointing the finger at everybody else's. 
And that's why God came and he said, listen, I'm come to, you know, give you a better life. Uh, I, I came to give you a new heart. Uh, you, you have a heart of flesh, which desires power, uh, or you have a heart of stone, which desires power, prominence of pretext. And I want to give you a new heart. I'm going to circumcise your heart. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to indwell you with the Holy Spirit so that you can walk in the Spirit and, and, and not in the flesh. And that's something that I think, again, ought to fuel our worship because God did that for us. Exactly. Uh, and he did that through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I think the beauty of it, too, when you read texts like this is um, sometimes it's like, well, what do I do? Yeah. Like, okay, when you, I mean, not talking about the wickedness of a king yeah. and then and then how actually that is how our, do I deal with our that? nature and our sin and how do I deal with that? And then, you know, I loved how you wrapped it up with um, how God gives us warnings and, right. and things that we can uh, use to our benefit, like we had talked about last week. Yeah. And, and those were don't lean on your own understanding. Right. And then also don't love the things. Yeah. Of this world. And I think if I could go back and, you know, one area, of course, time is time is running out. You know, the hindsight's uh, always twenty twenty, like sand in an hourglass. <laughs> um, the first point, don't lean on your own, own understanding, really the whitewashed tombs is, is what yeah. it addresses. Those individuals that find themselves in that tunnel. Yeah. Um, they're leaning on their own understanding. They're studying They're they they've kind of come to a point where they're they're understanding the world in their own in their own context, right? Uh, and and it leads to a false response or an improper response right. uh, to the knowledge that they they do have. Yeah. Uh, and the the second point uh, or the second warning is is don't be like the wicked king. Don't love the things of this world. I mean that was Herod, right? He loved the things of this world. That's why he would kill anybody that got in his way that might prevent him from obtaining more things in this world. He loved his position. He loved his status. He loved the prominence he had. And if anybody he felt was coming against that, he'd just kill him because he loved the things of the world. And so one thing I don't think I really drew out of that is is why those specific two, because God gives us other warnings. Sure, yeah. Uh, but they address really the, those two other tunnels of individuals that are are just gaining all of this knowledge and then basing their life off off of that, and, and but they're twisting it in a way to where it is only their understanding uh, of that knowledge, and it's apart from, from Christ to the point— where, you know, God's Word says, don't lean on your own understanding. Um, and trust in God and, and trust in His revealed Word. Even even when it doesn't make sense, you can still trust it and Him. And then, obviously, that, that second warning really goes to those individuals that have, you know, um, sought the riches of this world. And God's Word just tells us, you know, don't love the things of this world. Don't worship the things of this this world love Jesus, worship him, and actually you will you you will be far richer than than any billionaire uh, that ever walked the face of this earth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's hmm, it's hard. <laughs> Those are hard it things is, to it do, is. man. Yeah, man. I, I you know, the these sermons aren't um designed to to say, you know, hey, if you know, you you all just are, are awful because you can't do it. It's, it's acknowledging, I think, for all of us, uh, 
yeah. uh, to a degree that we all struggle with this. Yeah. We all struggle. We all struggle with trying to lean on our own understanding. We all struggle with uh, our heart starting to kind of um, get fixated on something in the world that, you know, draws us away from, from Christ. And it, it is a battle. That's why, you know, our prayer prompt, um, I try to really kind of tie everything in in a way that they, they, they somewhat align, was looking at the armor of God because, you know, we are in a war. And, uh, you know, when God's Word tells us to stand firm, um, it's to stand firm for a reason because we have an enemy that's trying to push us and move us off of uh, what God has uh, given us as the firm foundation of Jesus. And, and, you know, leaning not on your own understanding, not loving the things of this world is uh, a, two great aspects of standing firm. Uh, but it, it doesn't come easy because the devil, it, those things don't happen in a vacuum. Uh, you, you have the devil and his minions that are trying to destroy our lives and to destroy us from uh, living our life out in a way that, again, is a response to God's revelation, which equates to worship. And the devil, from the beginning, wants to steal God's worship. He wants he wants it uh, geared towards him or anything other than God. And that was uh, the whole yeah, problem that's why at he first. Felt. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, it kind of comes back full circle for us of— Listen, true wisdom is to know that God is the only one worthy of our worship and to live our lives and orient our lives in a way uh, that we worship him. And again, you've got an enemy uh, that is going to do anything he can to, to yeah. rob you of that. Yeah, and, and then just, you know, the, the question you pose at the end of this is what tunnel do you find yourself walking in? Right. You know, currently, is it the tunnel of worship where you don't where you do fall uh, on your face before the Lord when, when every time you're with him or yeah. or every moment that you are worshiping him. Um, if not, you're probably, I mean, chances are you're walking through the other two. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, and so there's maybe some rerouting that needs to take Amen. place. And, and, you know, just the point, I think, I think something that um, really stuck out to most people is, you know, about, Jesus, do you window shop Jesus or do you worship him? Right. You know, who do you worship? I think that's a that's a yeah. a question at the end of the day that I think we all should answer. Hey, what did I what did I worship today? Who did mm. I worship today? Yeah. Uh, was it myself? Was it the the king within me, the the sin nature, the sin flesh? Was right. it my own understandings? Was it uh, the love of this world? You know, right. I think that's that's the option or then you have the other option of and I <laughs> I chose not to do this. I yeah. chose to put my worship in the only one who was worthy of it. That's right. Uh, to not lean on my own understandings and, and to love love God above anything else. And yeah. so, mm. um, thought it was a great message. Um, man, I, I I know we're we're you know basically still the starting line of this series. Oh yeah, we and, got yeah we got a, we got but, a ways to go. But I, mean, I I don't know. I I think I'm more excited. Uh, I mean, I love preaching God's word. Absolutely love it. I love studying. I, I I just love taking what God has shown me and, and sharing it with other people. Um, I'm probably more excited about this series, if you want to call it this it, journey. Uh, series, this it's journey, this journey, this journey. Because uh, we're on that, the journey that I'm going to be on individually, just studying out the gospels. That we're going to be on collectively as a church. I'm probably more yeah. excited about it. 
than I think any other. Now I, I probably would have said You'll that, say that with every everyone, yeah. but I am looking forward to this because I really think that um, we we're talking about this in our community group, and our community group fair is coming up. Uh, this Sunday, for those that, that are listening, make sure yep. you're here this Sunday and, and go through the new foyer and meet all of our community group leaders. And if you're not involved in a community group, get in a community group. Uh, but as we kind of you know wrap up in our community group this past Sunday, um, we, were, we were just talking. And it's, it's, it's just funny. This kind of just keeps coming up in different conversations. Um, but we were just talking about abiding in Christ and just... Um, he is the vine and we are the branches. Uh, and then apart from him, we, we can do nothing uh, to just to abide in him. If we love him, we will abide in him. But basically means we say connected to him. We, we just, we rest in, in him. And there's so much peace and joy to be found in that. I pray that what happens as we study the life of Christ is the thing that we as followers of Christ need more than anything is just to be reminded of abiding in, in, in Christ. So who is this vine that apart from we can do nothing? This, we're we're going to learn who Jesus is through the study of the Gospels um, over this subsequent journey we're going to take what he's asking us to do, how he empowers us to do that. And it really kind of breaks back down uh, to what Christ is telling us in regards to abiding in him and staying connected to him. Yeah. Uh, and I really think that application is the heart of our Christian faith. Uh, now, there's a lot of things that go into that. And there's a lot of things that get fleshed out from that. But abiding in him, resting in him, and his person and his work, um, ultimately, that's what brings peace and joy and fulfillment. And, and so I'm looking forward to um, this journey that, that we're going to be on together as a church and, and just yeah. as an individual and personal relationship with Christ. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Well, as always, I mean, I, I really enjoy just sitting down and, and recapping. Yeah, Recapping recap. The, Ain't the no cap. Ain't no cap. It's just a recap. It's, it's all truth here. Just recap. Um, uh, we, but how, how much? We got a little bit more time. I got a question for you. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, all right. We, we'd have no time limit. Uh, we'll save it to the end. And I know some people. And feel free. We're going to talk about football for just a second. So if you want to go ahead and turn this this bad boy off, that doesn't interest you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you go right ahead. Don't tell uh, them that. My my uh, my. Procro uh, prognostication is that um, yeah. my my uh, prediction prediction yeah I was trying to get a little fancier with it and then I got tongue tied was that Ohio State was going to win the national championship uh, they were going to play Georgia and they were going to win the national championship it kind of got a little mixed up when Michigan beat Ohio State and and just their 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 seeding yeah uh, but TCU beats Michigan uh, yeah. Georgia beats Ohio State and then Georgia just demolished TCU, yeah. right? Um, you picked Georgia uh, to, to win the national championship. Uh, and then we had talked about our Super Bowl predictions. Yeah. Do you still stick with your prediction now that you see the playoff format, uh, now that you've had a few more um, weeks to kind of see? Yeah. What, what, do, mean, you, my, what do you say? Give my me, predictions. Give me your AFC and NFC championship and then give me your Super Bowl. Well, I, I mean, off the top of my head, I – 
think this is what I said, uh, but well, no, I no, think no. I'm saying now. I mean, I, I can't remember exactly. Honestly, I can't remember. Well, what I, I you had said. the Bills winning it all. Yeah, I think you had the Bills and Eagles. Bills and Eagles. Yeah, yeah. The, and I, sti- I stand by that. Yeah, I okay. stand by that. I think okay. the NFC Championship is going to be Eagles and who? Niners probably. And Eagles, Eagles and Niners okay. and Eagles will win. Um, who, who do you think? But they, but I don't know now. Honestly, now because they're saying Jalen Hurts' shoulder is still pretty sore and banged up. Yeah. from playing again. Yeah. Uh, but I'll stand by it. I mean, I think yeah. the evil the Eagles. I, mean, I just think, and they got so many. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. That's hard. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Forty Niners. I I would lean Eagles just. But you got experience. Bills. Experience. You got the Bills. Bills, Bills and Eagles. Eagles are looking good. Eagles are come on. Well, I, I, let me let me reiterate why. The Bills are playing so inspired right now. Yeah. And they're going to play so inspired because of DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. I think this is just, it's almost like destiny. Like the same chapter Katrina. Yeah. Like this just gave them that extra boost that they probably needed because they were kind of starting to be a little bit lackluster and and, and not really, you know, get by these opponents as they should have. And so, um, I don't know who do you who do you uh, man you know you I went with the Cowboys I went with the Cowboys and the Chiefs yeah they looked the real Bowl. good last game and uh, <laughs> you know I'm not sure that that oh. one designed just to kind of get throw people, people to off think yeah just throw throw some folk off I don't know. man I don't know I tell you the team that I think looks the best right now in the NFC is San Francisco. Yeah, it's Brock just Brock Purdy. Purdy. I mean, he's the looking, pressure of that, he, the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but right now he's responded really well. well he's played so the school I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. Really, out I, of the I, NFC. I think that they. I think they make it happen. Okay. I think they get in. In fact, I think it's going to be your old school. 94, 95, 96 NFC Championship Niners Cowboys. I think the Cowboys win, and then I. I think you're going to have the 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 Bengals and the Chiefs in the AFC champion, really? Championship. No Bills. And I'm I'm going away from the Chiefs, and I'm going. I think the Bengals return. I think it's Dallas, Cincinnati. I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. I think they pull it together. I think they get. I think they get the Super Bowl. I don't see that happening. I think they do. I I don't know. You know, I'm what not about a, the I'm, Cowboys' performance last week? Made well, you? I mean, that's one game. Like I'm, I know, but it's like this is, should be a tune-up game. Uh, you know, probably. I think in some ways they they kind of knew Eagles weren't going to lose to the Giants. Uh, Niners weren't going to lose, so I mean, I, think I don't know because the they talked about seeing, if the Eagles were up far enough on the Giants, they were, they were going to pull their yes, starters. But I mean, again, you're seeing what what's happening and. Washington's not a bad team. It's a rivalry. I mean, you're, you're talking Washington. I mean, they're Dallas. not great. They're not great. They're not great. And uh, oh boy, Prescott is not looking fantastic. That book. he has, uh, he'll throw a pick six quick. He has seven straight games with an with an interception. Yeah, it's not. It's good. So he, he gets some of that um, figured out. I, yeah. I just I think they're good. So anyway, I was just interested to kind well, of hear where you're at with now that we're into the playoffs. NFL playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to pick, I think Bengals and Bills come out of the AFC yeah. for the championship. I, I just, man, I don't know. I don't know if you can beat the, the stuff like this that hypes a team up when you you have basically a, a teammate who basically almost dies on sure. the field or or. or yeah, but emotions did. can sometimes drain you too. 
right? You can only run off of emotions for so long, and then you kind of hit well, the wall. Well, and but I don't think they need it though. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're such a, great a team. good team. They're I think team. it just gives them that extra boost. Yeah, to get to get through. Yeah. But the Bengals look good. The Bengals do look yeah. good. We'll, well see. Also, um, real fast, um, our fantasy football. Uh, playoffs are over. Yeah, you already we we talked about that last week. You're gonna bring that back up again? Like we got that. Well, we we didn't tell everybody the final. Oh, the champ. Well, I was I was I was I was out. I, okay. Why don't you yeah. go and tell? Uh, I was just gonna tell everybody that Eli Wyan is our champion okay, this year. All right, all right. Uh, okay. I I lost to Eli. You did because all I my would. players didn't play. No, listen. No, um, don't give the don't give the excuse. No, I'm gonna give the same excuse you gave when I beat you. What did my, I say? I just had an off week. I had a. Just, I did just have an off. Players had an off week. I, I did have an off week. I had a, I but had shout a, out to Eli. Congratulations. Way to go, Eli. Um, way to go. If, you, if anybody wants to play fantasy football next year, uh, we'd love Yeah, jump in. Jump, I would like to know. do a dynasty league, yeah. start off fresh. and uh, Email us. Let us know or stop us yeah. in the hallway and say, hey, next year I want in. Yeah. We'd love to have uh, um, as big of a It definitely brings camaraderie yeah, and, I, and, I have and fellowship. I mean, I don't know everybody else does, but I, I have yeah. fun with it. So I ended up in third place. You ended up with second place. Yeah. And then congratulations to Eli, he did who it. is the champion, the 2022-23 so fantasy football champion. I'm going to talk about Eli for a second. I, I rolled up, I uh, went to lunch with Cody and and. And Robbie yesterday, and yeah, uh, we we went just you know down the street to Bueno because that's mm-hmm. what you do in Coweta. You know that's right. And Eli was pulling through the drive-through. Yeah, we had just finished, and so I pulled around and, um, you know, just hey, what's going on? And and he said, um, didn't you tell me at the beginning of the year that I I uh, I'm a horrible drafter? Yeah, or something yeah. like like reminded he, me yeah. real quick. Yeah, because Eli didn't trade one. He didn't time. trade one person. He just stuck with the people and that so he drafted, the team and, he and drafted it worked out. Is yeah. the team he won with? Yeah, so congratulations. Eli. I was, I was, you know, I think it's just you got to talk smack. Is all it is. Yeah, that's part of the fun of yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's all in good fun. Uh, send a funny meme here or there throughout mm-hmm. the year. You know, uh, it's, it's it's a good time. So the real question I think now is: Is Lincoln Riley going to coach the Rams next? Oh, is that some of the? That's what they're saying. Some of the. He's the, already the, in the, L.A. The, the top, Baker's huh? in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he does. I, I mean, that I brother. Hope- I hope brother's a mercenary. Yeah. I mean, he'll just go wherever. You know what I mean? Well, I mean it gets a little hot. Tulane not... whoops up on you. <laughs> well, that brother gone, man. Do you... oh, oh, Lord, man. I don't know. I just don't like the... You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. I pray for his soul. I pray for his soul, right? Yeah. I, I, want, to, I want him to know Jesus. Hopefully he does. I don't know. It just... Loyalty matters to me, and I just think... He's loyal to himself in his pocketbook, and he'll just go wherever. I right? think most people in the I, industry are. Sure, I, I, yes, but some aren't as blatant with it. I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know what it is. I, I wonder if all those allegations were ever true. It just kind of went away. Yeah, I don't know. About him having an affair with his assistant. and I don't know. He had to leave so no one would find out. Yeah, who knows, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, but this is a podcast about... Yeah, I know. We got, yeah, so. exactly. But, uh, you know, at the end, we like to, I mean, it's we, also We just, do what we want. It's our we, show, this, man. This, this, you know, hey, we both are passionate about, uh, you know, some, some some Jesus, but we also yeah. uh, like like uh, football. So Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, if you yeah. have made it this far. Yes. And uh, God bless you. Please, um, literally the only way we can interact with anybody is through our email. Please do it. Um, I Send am them. thinking about... Um, putting our 
podcast on socials, the socials. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking through that as far as like uh, Facebook and Instagram and all yeah. that and trying to maybe build up a community from there. There you go. Um, maybe we can get some interaction. I just way. don't know if people would even care because they don't even email. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, all you can do is try. All you can do is try. Well, you know, maybe one of it is if you don't want us to talk about football, send in other questions because then that at the end of it, we'd be talking about those questions instead of football. So there you if, go. If, Give us something if to it talk annoys about. you that we're talking about football, then send in a question. Although, about unfortunately, baseball. the people, yeah, the people that probably are annoyed about, by it when I said, <laughs> yeah, hey, we're going to talk about football, they were gone long ago. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, however that goes, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, We'd love to interact with you, and we'd love for you to participate in the Community Recap Podcast. Yep. Well, that's all we got. Until next week, uh, we'll catch you later. God bless you, and uh, we're out. See ya.